Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. We hope that you enjoy the episode and we hope you're enjoying the series so far. If I could ask a small favour, please, and just if you are enjoying the series, if you could let your friends and your family know, please help us spread the word and maybe even give us a nice five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. With that being said, come over to Patreon, check us out over there for extra content for as little as £3 a month. We'd appreciate it a lot. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Bye. I'm Lauren and with me today is Carrie. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to doing our case. Yes, and it's a big old case, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bloody big case and it's there's so he's one of these people that was literally just a I'd say occupational criminal. <laughs> yeah. So there's a ton of stuff. Yep. Like, I think the podcast that I watch... Not, sorry, don't watch podcasts. But <laughs> <laughs> the documentary I watched about this yesterday, it said, to go into this fully, you need to read the book. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's <gasps> just so much. So much. So, yeah, probably just download an audio book if you want to know mm. loads of the ins and outs. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, this case is a big case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we've decided we're on season four, aren't we? Episode five of American Horror Story. No. Season four of ours, episode five. Series, babe, we're English. Series. <laughs> and then season five of American Horror Story, which is Hotel. Yeah. So today we're covering the case of H.H. H. Holmes. Yes, H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. H. Holmes. What a man. There's a lot of conjecture, isn't there? I was saying to you, I found so much. I've listened to about four or five and each has an individual this may have happened, this may not have happened. So it was just crazy to learn. And there wasn't much ep- ev- evidence at the end, was there? Well, it happened a long time ago. Yeah. So I suppose things have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is a lot documented on it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say the subheading there was in, was the Murder Castle. H.H. Yep. H. Holmes inside the Murder Castle. So if you haven't heard of H.H. H. Holmes, you may have heard about the Murder Castle. Mm-hmm. It's quite... Um, I think, like you said, it's based. They based American Horror Story Hotel on some of his story. Love hotel, yeah. Um, so yeah, this man was obviously a murderer and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But 
I think he was known as America's first serial killer. He that was kept popping up on my research. He was, but popular to uh, to skew that. They said he was a con man who killed for means rather than the enjoyment of it. Yeah. So they don't want to call. He was a psychopath, obviously, but they don't want to coin him as a serial killer because it was a. It wasn't a must for him. It was more of a means to an end for him. Mm. So they do call him the serial killer. Mm. But, um, yeah, well, well, you'll find out as we go on, I suppose. <laughs> Eek! Yeah. Exactly. feel a bit overwhelmed by it, I'm not going to lie. So, shall we get started? Yeah, let's, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Yeah, well, I'm going to go with the quote first. So mm. he's quoted to say... I was born with the devil in me. I couldn't help the fact that I was a murderer. No more that a poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world. And he has been with me since. So he's saying he's rotten to the core from birth, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he's saying he's the devil incarnate. Mm -hmm. Yes. So his real name was Herman Webster Majit. Yeah. Born May 16th, 1861 in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, US. So he was born the son of the first settlers to colonise America to a father, Levi Horton Mudgett, a trader and a farmer, and a mother, Theodore Page Price. And they were a wealthy family and they may have founded the town of Gilton. Mm-hmm. They owned a vast farmland. He was the third born out of four children. He showed signs of high intelligence from an early age and he really excelled at school. He loved to read Edgar Edgar Allan Poe. And that's quite dark, isn't it? It's quite dark work. It is. So he was always interested in medicine. He allegedly (laughs) trapped animals and performed surgery on them into the woods surrounding the farm. And some accounts of his life even suggest that he killed a childhood playmate named Tom. Mm. But there's other conjecture to say that Tom fell to his death, but in front of him. So um, there's no evidence that Holmes killed people as a child, but people in his circle died under very mysterious circumstances. This led to him to be exposed to death at a very early age. Holmes found it hard to make friends and he avoided eye contact. And he was extremely bullied at school. So from the age of 13, the bullies trapped Holmes into a closet with a skeleton. Because he was so scared and so thingy, they thought, oh, this will terrify him. But it didn't. He actually really, he was fascinated by this human skeleton. Mm. And that led him to go into medicine. Um, So he was mistreated by his family. His father was an alcoholic and he often beat him and his younger brother, Henry. There's questions that he may have been sexually abused by the dad. But again, it's just allegations. Um, And he used to smother the children with a rag of car or foam when they misbehaved. Mm. That's weird punishment, right? Yeah. <laughs> so while his mother was extremely religious, she per- punished homes with long periods without food or water for each transaction he did. So any time he was naughty, he wouldn't get food or water. Mm. She was described as a very cold and distant mother. So, yeah, he's not had the best start to life from his, this is, I think, his words... He graduated from the local high school in 1877 at the age of 16. He was very socially inappropriate still at this point. He had small teaching roles and would linger over his pupils for far too long, like 
look at them for a long, long time or I'll just touch them for a long, long time. Mm. Just made people a bit... Inappropriate. Yeah. Mm. But in his words, he didn't see it as that. He see himself as very charming. They like they enjoyed his touches and his staring. So two years later, he went to the University of Vermont, but he left midway as he was not satisfied with the curriculum now. <laughs> so sorry, nearly. Tongue twister. Holmes married three times in his life. His first marriage was on the July 4th, Independence Day. But it was mm. only Independence Day for, for four years then, because oh. it was only four years prior to that. Oh, I see. In 1878 with Clara Lovering. It said that the attraction to Clara was from the family's wealth, not to the actual person. Mm. So he's starting to show his con man sides now. Yeah. He's starting to like think, how can I get money from anything and everything? So the couple had a son called Robert Lovering Mudhead, who would grow up to be the city manager of Orlando, Florida. Which mm-hmm. is quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Soon after Robert's birth, Holmes lost interest in Clara and he spent a lot of time away from home womanising trying to ma- and trying to make money in all different kind of ways. So he attended medical school at the University of Michigan where he was a medicure student. So if he had a subject he was good at, <clears throat> he thrived. But <clears throat> other times, if he was, he just showed quite a lot of disinterest in these subjects. Yeah. And he didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. So while at the University of Michigan, standard practice of the time was the study of human anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right pronunciation, but you get where I'm going. <laughs> so, and it was supported by the dissection of cadavers. That's okay. Magic had prior experience in human dissection from a brief period when he attended under Dr. Newham Wright prior to medical school. Holmes was involved in a scam of stealing cadavers from the laboratory, performing experiments on them, claiming insurance money for them. And it was here while he was a student that he came to the conclusions that cadavers could serve as purpose beyond that of understanding human anatomy. So with this knowledge and access to these dead bodies um, and with the help of wizard, uh, Professor William Herdman, they started to grave, uh, rob graves, grave robbing for these dead bodies and then sell them onto the universities. But then he started to establish one of his early insurance scams alone. So he done this with someone, with a partner, William, and by himself. So they basically, he would maim the surgically or burn them and place them carefully in accident scenes. Mm. So like, not obviously for the time, but a car crashed. They, yeah. So then he could say, well, this is what happened, but he hadn't. He'd literally been just robbing graves and mm. putting a, pro- propping them up, basically, to get the money. So after acquiring an insurance policy on the, quote, victim, oh, sorry, that was the end of that sentence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, after leaving university, spent the next two years moving from job to job and running small scams. Clara, according to friends, was the victim of abuse from him. So, he used to be quite violent towards her. Mm. Um, so, other accounts have her tiring in of his friendering, um, but nevertheless, they remained, remained married, but they did separate. And she moved back to New Hampshire, where she stated she barely heard from him. She didn't, like, they didn't talk at all. She just let him, like, he let her go her own way. Yeah. 
So, and I think she had her family's help, like with their wealth to carry on as a single mother back mm-hmm. in them days, you know. So he was out womanising, looking for companionship. And one of his opening lines, chat up lines, when meeting a potential partner was, can I interest you in some life insurance? <laughs> I can't believe he was so blatant with that. Yeah. It's madness, right? I don't know why the insurance companies fell for this scam time after time. <laughs> the more I'm reading it, I'm like... The ladies don't. No, that's a chat up line. That is yeah. a chat up line to him. Yeah. <laughs> that's mad, right? I know, I've been as he was a doctor and not an insurance salesman. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Why, why are you interested in life insurance? <laughs> so in 1884, he was nearly prevented from graduating when a widowed hairdresser accused him of making a false promise of marriage to her. However, he was pardoned when his grave robbing partner, the professor, William, from the uni, stood up for his character. So mm. he said, no, he didn't say that like, he's a good man, he wouldn't lie. Yeah. So... um. He's when he gets pardoned because this guy's the professor stood up for him, and then as they're leaving call, he's turned around to William and he said, "I'm lying. Mm. I did. I did make that promise." Like, mm. so he likes to the shock factor. Like, he, the con has to pay off with the person knowing that they've been conned. Yeah, like that's his satisfaction. Oh, okay. So he was running a chemistry lab from his board house, <laughs> where a cleaner found a dead baby under the bed. Oh, really? Yeah. But as a con man, and Harry knows how to talk to people and manipulate people, he persuaded her that it was just a homework assignment from the uni. Yeah. I was going to say, he That's probably just stole it from the up. lab. Or, I don't know. He's bad, right? I don't think he killed the baby, did he? Is that what I they're d- saying? No, I, no, they're just saying. But why yeah. would you have a dead baby under the bed? Like Life insurance. <laughs> probably only. Me. I don't know. So there was a outbreak of smallpox, and this is where Holmes tried to make more money by selling a patient of the vic- uh, vaccine. Mm-hmm. And he told everyone it was approved by the government. Yeah. So that's and then he's starting to make a small few, uh, fortune by doing this. So from 1884 to 1886, he did a number of odd jobs at various places, including Moore's Falls, New York. He was involved in a few cases regarding the disappearance of a boy in New York and the death of another in Philadelphia when a customer, which was a small boy, died after taking the medications prepared by Holmes as he really relocated. He denied involvement in both of these cases, changed his mind and moved to Chicago. Mm. And that name being Henry Howard Holmes. Oh. So that's where we get the H.H. H. Holmes from. Mm-hmm. And now he's in Chicago. Yeah. Fucking run, Chicago. <laughs> so at the end of August in 1866, he arrived in Chicago and immediately got a job at a drugstore owned by Elizabeth S. Houghton and her husband, Mr. Houston. Houston. Oh, they're different surnames. Mysteriously disappeared. So the husband disappeared in the months that followed and was believed to be dead. Holmes bought the drugstore from Mrs. Holston, who, like her husband, disappeared mysteriously after that. Yeah. So they're the first two missing people at the time. Yeah. So he ran more scams from the drugstore, and when he had enough money for funding his future plans, he left the business. And this is where, round about the time, in 1887, he meets his second wife, but he's still married. The divorce hasn't gone through. Mm. Like, he did do divorce papers to Clara, but she just didn't get them or didn't sign them. Yeah. So he's still married. So this is to Myrta Belknap, is it? In Minalos, Minalos, I can't say it. (laughs) 
Minneapolis? That's the one, Minnesota. Oh, oh my Minnesota? God, all the M's. Oh. No, you was oh. right oh, that, okay. didn't that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he was married on January the 28th, 1887, while being married to Clara still. They had a daughter together, a Lucy, Theodate Holmes, after his mum. Oh, yeah. Um, she became a public school teacher in her adult life. Mm-hmm. So, from the proceeds of his scams at the drugstore, he purchased a piece of land across the drugstore where he went on to build an elaborate mm-hmm. three-storied hotel, as you said, locals dubbed the castle. Have you seen a picture of this building? Um, or a drawing? I've seen a photo of the outside of it. It doesn't look like a castle, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was called like the murder mansion or the murder well, yeah. well, at the time, obviously. But no, yeah. So it was built on six zero one six zero three West and sixty third Street. This building would go on down in history as the site for all the horrors. So <clears throat> the hotel was formerly named the World's Fair Hotel, and it was meant to be a host of people who would come to com- the Columbian Exposure Expo held in 1893. Mm. So Chicago at that time was really a violent, corrupt, disease-ridden, among other things, like just really... You know what it reminds me of? The East End of London at that time. Mm. Really quite poor, quite, Mm. you know, um, poverty-ridden. So as... In 1871, the city had suffered a major fire that destroyed much of it, and from this, to everybody's surprise, it flourished in the following years because of these world fairs. That's what we'll call them, not the Colombian. Yeah. Yeah. So in less than a century, a village turned into a large metropolis. To understand the grandeur of this event that brought this wealth to Chicago... Mm. It featured like things like what I could explain to Nair is like when we do um, when we go to the Excel Centre to mm-hmm. yeah you know um, I can't think of the words like shows that yeah. show you the up and coming things excuse me mm-hmm. so you've got the Ferris wheel yeah so that was one of the inventions a dishwasher various other objects machines foods and that we use even now mm-hmm. so. Um, more than 26 million people visited this fair. Wow. And a to- and it went round a total of 46 countries. That's fucking mad, isn't mm. it? The event was the perfect distraction for Holmes's plans. Not by chance, he decided to build a hotel as close as possible to the square where the fair would take place. Yeah. And this would give him the credits to be able to kill people without raising suspicious suspicion. It drew many young single women to the city, attracted by both the prospects of meeting potential partners and spouses and the opportunity for work. So many of these women went to Chicago because of all this. So where they came from, they came from really small towns and Mm. they've got not a lot of options there. So they were very, so there was many unattached, like, women coming to look for their future. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. He's found a square of land. Yeah. Yeah, a square of land. He's got his small fortune by doing the vaccine, then the drugs, or mm-hmm. doing all this medicine, hurting people along the way, but we're not quite there yet, are we? Yeah, so obviously he built this He built this hotel over the period of a couple of years. And it wasn't just a hotel, it was a three-storey building, mm-hmm. and it had a basement as well. Now, 
as we know from previous episodes, it never ends well if there's a basement in the story, Lauren. No. Never ends no, well. No, it doesn't. And this is no exception, Eesh. my friend. Um, yeah, as you say, it was built on the intersection of uh, 63rd and Wallace Street in mm-hmm. uh, Chicago. And it was to coincide with the uh, white city that was being built for the World's Fair. Um, as you said, this was a huge exhibition. It attracted mm-hmm. thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of people. And this is at a point as well where the, the uh, railroads are all starting to really be built. Mm-hmm. And it means people are free to travel cross-country like they never have before yeah. in history. So it was a very busy, Lucrative, vibrant yeah. city. Mm-hmm attracting a lot of people from all over the country looking for work and opportunity. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, now, if you was a young woman who arrived in um, Chicago mm-hmm. during this point, in uh, 1892 slash 93, mm-hmm. you may have seen an advert advertising for female staff at the um, hotel. Yeah. And um, you may also have seen advertising in the um, small ads for um, an eligible bachelor looking Double for e. a young lady. <laughs> Double E. <laughs> and both of these advertisements had come directly from H.H. H. Holmes, who incidentally picked the surname Holmes as homage to Sherlock Holmes. Oh, really? Did not know that. Fun well, fact. According to the internet, that's wow. why he picked it. Because I was thinking, why did he pick that? It's completely different to my mm-hmm. gym, But, yeah, must have been a bit, a bit oh. of a... Yeah. Well, we know that he was interested in literature because he liked yeah. Edgar Allan Poe, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing he liked Sir Conan Doyle. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Holmes, he saw himself as a bit of a Sherlock. Wow. <laughs> Common man at the base. So mm. I'm picturing this hotel like a bit of a Harrods, but with rooms above it. Yeah, it, it is. It's like one mm-hmm. of those um, Regency style. Mm-hmm. Not as beautiful, though. He'd done it on the cheap. He was constantly hiring and firing different building mm-hmm. firms So because he, he was a, just a born swindler. Yeah. I love this word. Like yesterday, I was I was researching it and I was just, it, it kept popping up everywhere. Yes. Swindle, swindle. 
William, the professor, called him a swindler after he confessed. Yeah, he is a swindler. Yeah, and he swindles a lot Mm -hmm. of um, construction firms. He doesn't want to fucking pay them. So, for instance, he'll get the first firm in. They'll put the footings in. They'll start the foundations, etc., etc. And he'll go to make their first or second or third payment. And he'll say, oh, I'm not happy with the quality of this. Mm-hmm. This hasn't been a fulfilled, blah, blah, blah. And he would withhold payment. Sack them, bring in the next, the next construction firm. So, so they didn't know who was building what as well. So they didn't know what he actually had. So he would hire all these different mm-hmm. firms to, um, so that he could dodge paying them. Mm-hmm. And in a couple of years' time, that would come to bite him on, oh. on the arse. Because obviously, all of these Man, they're not going to take that lane no. down. So they eventually, they take out, there's all sorts of like legal proceedings against oh, him to wow. get the money back. Wow. And eventually he has to go on the run because mm-hmm. because of he has swindled all these people. Um, and then obviously once the hotel is finished, none of the builders um, know the full range of works mm-hmm. because they've all, there's been different people going in and out and things like that. Yeah. Um, How does he find all these builders? It's a big city. Chicago's massive, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I've never been. Yeah, it's massive. Apparently, um, I haven't been either, but it is fucking huge. Oh. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think Chicago is really famous, isn't it, for Prohibition times. I think that's where all the, like, the propagandists yeah. like Al Capone and all that we used to operate oh. out, I think, Chicago. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think that's why. Um, yeah, so, anyway, yeah, so he, Santa Construction gets built, it gets finished in time for this massive Wells exhibition. And it's, you know, he gets all his punters coming through. And he also hires a lot of young women. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they agree to it, but a lot of them take out life insurance policies. Yeah, that's weird. So as a, I think as a condition of employment, he says they have to take out life, a life insurance policy. That's fucking weird. And name him as the sole benefactor. No. Yeah. Um a lot of these women, you know, if he finds them attractive, they'll be his girlfriend mm-hmm. and like his lover. That's that kind of thing. Obviously, he's still married. Yeah, a couple of times, I think. <laughs> um, but the ground floor of the building is rented out uh, for retail. Mm-hmm. So there's loads of shops and businesses along the ground floor. You can imagine, yeah, a bit like you say, yeah, in um, in Oxford Street, the ground mm-hmm. floor will be the shop, and then there'll probably be flats above it. Yeah. So I think um, the top floor was offices and then the middle floor was let out as as the hotel right so there's a lot of people coming and going and stuff like that a lot of people must have worked there as well um he meets um there's a family that lives there and um he takes a shine to the wife julia julia connor Mm -hmm. and she's got a young daughter called pearl i think she's about seven or eight and he takes a shine to julia uh, to the point that they become a couple and julia's husband just thinks Okay, they obviously don't want me around anymore, and he leaves. Oh, really? <laughs> Which is probably blessing for him because God knows what would have happened to him Third if he'd have William, it. Yeah. He might have ended <laughs> up in the basement. Yeah. Anyway, so he's just he's just sloped off and left Julia and Pearl uh, to live with HH um, Homes mm. as a family. And um, yeah, in the meantime, people are coming and going. People can go missing very easily because it's a very transient uh, time and mm-hmm. place. Like I mentioned, there's people coming in, going, just travelling for work, yeah. blah, blah. So if if a, if a girl is working as a chambermaid one day and isn't there the next, no one's really going to notice too much. Mm-hmm. you got to remember as well, he was a doctor. Yeah. And during this point, um, abortion would have been illegal. So he had, I think one of the rooms that he had upstairs was like a surgery mm-hmm. and he would um, perform illegal abortions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he would charge a lot of money for that. 
and occasionally the women wouldn't survive the operation. Right. Um, and she'd end up in the basement as well oh no um when i say end up in the basement he'd he'd built shoots in the um building he'd had had some shoots built into the building so if he killed somebody at the top of the building like for instance a a young woman had died during Mm -hmm. surgery um he'd just open a shoot and she'd go straight down into the basement my god and the basement was supplied with um i think it had like a couple of furnaces that you Mm -hmm. could cremate bodies in Apparently there was like something called quicklime, which oh, is a, yeah. which kind of dissolves, dissolves bodies as well. Dissolves the body, yeah. And then there's the standard old barrel of acid. Wow. Which you still use nowadays. You, know, you see Jeffrey Dahmer's wow. flat and things like yeah. that. Um, so yeah, he had many different ways of disposing of bodies. But he would also, um, he always was into this cadaver, is it cadaver? Cadaver? Cadaver. Cadaver. Yeah. That's, so obviously a bit like, bit like Birkenhair, there's always... A, I got Birkenhair yeah. from this at the beginning, definitely. Yeah, there's yeah. always a bit of a market for bodies, yeah. you know, for medical research, blah, blah. So he had the means of stripping them down, selling the skeletons and things like that. So he's constantly... He's got fingers in pies. Yeah. He's constantly, very often... Death and murder will come out of him making money. Yeah, and so he seems like, like he's evolving how he does it as well, isn't he? In a way, I mean, it's co- it's always just collateral damage. Mm-hmm. This is what I took from it. It's collateral damage. Mm-hmm. He's going to charge women for an abortion. Sometimes they die, sometimes they don't, but he will still get paid. Either but, way, yeah. Um, yeah, he'll try and get money out of insurance, mm-hmm. either by taking out a life insurance policy on, on a living person or on a dead person. Mm-hmm. Either way, he doesn't seem to care as long as he gets his payday. Um, and this is how he continues. He's constantly, wow. you know, he's yeah. doing, running all these scams, running the hotel. Getting imagine he probably gets like a ton of money, all the rent, and you know, he sold all them pills. Yeah. And but it's not enough for him. Um, he he um, he meets after about a year. He meets an heiress called Minnie Williams. Right, and. Um, he becomes engaged to her, even though he's still involved with Julia, like the mar- the married woman. Yeah. Maybe he's sort of yeah. stolen, and they're obviously living in the same place Fuck as mate. well. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not too long after the rich heiress Minnie mm-hmm. <laughs> becomes his fiancée, Julia and Pearl disappear. No. Um. Now, eventually, once he was caught, he admitted that he poisoned Pearl. Um, not long after Julia died during an abortion, so he said that he that Julia he was committing mm-hmm. uh, he was um, carrying out an abortion on Julia mm-hmm. and she didn't make it, and so then he poisoned her little girl. Oh, <laughs> and and obviously like I think they buried both of them. Jesus Christ! Um, but then he did quote he was quoted as saying, "I would have gotten rid of her anyway. I was tired of her." Yeah. So whether she died on the um, operating table or mm-hmm. not is up for who knows. Yeah. There's a lot of that with him. Um, <coughs> But yeah, she, poor thing, she neither her or her child survived. Um, Minnie, he seemed to really like, they seemed to really like each other. Minnie, his um, fiance, mm-hmm. she lived at the castle for over a year with him. And apparently, she was quite complicit in his crimes and she may have sort of nudged him to mm. killing off Pearl and Julia. Um, she don't sound like. A sweetheart, put it that way. Okay. She seems like she might be a little bit go along Road, with it, maybe West. even yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe not that far, but yeah, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, now there was a young woman called Emily 
Van Tessel. She was 17 years old at this point in time and she worked in one of the shops, one of the sweetie mm-hmm. shops in the ground floor. And she caught the eye of H.H. Holmes. God bless her. And um, not long after, she vanished. And that is kind of suspected that that was Minnie. That was Minnie pushing him to, oh, to wow. dispose of um, Emily because she got jealous. Jealous. She didn't like it. Fuck her. Um, so she vanished. Um, he, um, he at this point, he meets this man, Benjamin Peitzel. He'll mm-hmm. figure in the story a little bit later on, but he's kind of his partner in crime. They're both involved in the whole insurance scam, nicking dead bodies, like you say, staging accidents and yeah. stuff and claiming the insurance money. I think of the insurance money back I then. Know. Nowadays, they're so tight ass, aren't they? You're lucky to get a fucking yeah. quid out of them if you have an accident. Um, but then, yeah. Do you reckon there's loads of them in this city and they just go to a different one each time to stop raising yeah. suspicion? Yeah, there must be a lot. That's all I can think. They must yeah. just go, they take out like four or five on yeah. the same person. Um, around this time, he meets, yeah, so he meets a young woman called Emmeline Sigrand, mm-hmm. and that was through this Benjamin Peitzel. Mm-hmm. That was a mutual friend of theirs. And he, again, he takes a shine to her and offers her a job. So she travels to Chicago, comes oh. to work for him. Um, no longer than like three or four weeks, she starts to get really homesick and she wants to leave. Um, but she was never seen again. Apparently, he locked her up. Um, and um, he, I think he had some, apparently some of the rooms in the castle were airtight. Yeah. Or there was a vault in there. Mm-hmm. Somewhere that, you know, the air would run out if you shut a person in there. And apparently um, that's what he did to poor oh, Emily. No. Yeah, so she was killed. But apparently that was because Minnie was jealous again. She didn't fucking like it. Minnie. Fucking Minnie. Well, fucking H.H. Holmes, definitely. Fucking H.H. Holmes yeah. in his fucking murder castle. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, this um, Emmeline, she was engaged. Oh. Her fiancé, Robert Phelps, came to the castle, obviously looking for mm. her, wondering where she was. H.H. <laughs> H. Holmes later admitted to torturing him to death <gasps> on the stretching rack. Yes, you heard me right, listeners. This fella's got a stretching rack in his okay. basement. So it's not 100% all about the means to an mm. end. He is also... Getting um, off, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he's put um, poor old Robert Phelps just looking for his girlfriend, just trying to find his his fiancée. And, yeah, yeah he ends up um, killing him, torturing him to death. Jesus. So around about sort of April 1893. Mm-hmm. So what is this? Around about the same time this is all going on. It all happens in the space of about two or three yeah. years, to be honest. Um, there is... Um, yes, so his, so his, his um, fiancée, Minnie Williams, mm-hmm. she changes her will, sole beneficiary, to go to a person called Benton Wyman. Benton Wyman is actually an alias of this Benjamin Peitzel. Oh, this confused me a bit. I thought, why on earth did they... Why were they skipping the yeah. middle, man? Why don't they just make it H.H. Holmes? But maybe the, he was a bit too hot for him. Yeah. Maybe he'd had too many wives and girlfriends die, so they there used is an that. alias and yeah. used a different man. There is that. Now, um, she had a sister called Annie. Mm-hmm. And they got Annie... Tell me s- Annie's okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm... Oh. oh, no. There's a basement. It's never oh, going to be no. okay. They persuade Annie to sign over all of her worldly goods in her will to H.H. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. Shortly after this, neither sister is ever seen Oh, again. for fuck's sake. 
<laughs> the bodies are never found. Oh. Um, yes, I think maybe the wheels were changed on the 5th of July, 1893, because that's the last time anyone ever saw Minnie and um, Annie. Oh, no. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? I do think Minnie kind of, fuck me, you must have known what you was getting yourself in for. Yeah. Why would you trust this yeah. multiple murderer who you know? Doesn't give a fuck about killing for money. Yeah, don't I mean, make she's sense. She's a rich heiress. Yeah. yeah. So they've, they've, um, him and Paisa have inherited <coughs> like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Property, you name it, a lot of it. Um, summer 1894, he tries to set fire to the hotel because I think the World's Fair's moved on by now. Yeah. So I suppose business is down. He thinks, right, fuck it, yeah. I'm going to set fire to it. And I'm, I think he took four insurance policies out on that hotel. Wow. And he, t- he tried to set fire to it. But it wouldn't. It didn't burn. Um, upon investigation, they've found like fires in loads of different rooms, which is a clear sign of arson. Yeah. So that's it. He's gone on the run. He's fucked off because obviously the feds are after now. Um. Well, they didn't have feds back then. They had something called the Pinkertons, which was like oh. an early police force. Like Bobby's on the beat. A bit like the Bow Street Runners. Mm-hmm. The predecessors to the police mm-hmm. force. So, um, yeah. But Pinkertons pop up quite a lot if you read like historical fiction mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's a cool name, isn't it? Like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. So this was summer 1894. Mm-hmm. He moves to Texas, which is where the property was of his ex, or like his dead wife. You know where? Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know yeah. they now the owners of this property mm-hmm. stolen off these women that they've then fucking killed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so him and Ben moved to Texas, mm. and during this point, while they're on the run and they're moving around, they're in Texas. They are running all their old insurance scams and they're. Become horse thieves. Fuck <laughs> it, it's fucking mental, isn't it? Because it's not really that long ago in the grand mm. scheme of things, but it is before the motor car. Yeah. So you know, it's like they've become car thieves. Yeah. It's the same thing, isn't it? But yeah. so because it's a mode of transport, wasn't it? Horses. Yeah. That's and true. horse theft was fucking serious crime. Wow. Um, around about this time, and he's so busy. This guy must never sleep. He acquires a new wife called Georgiana Yoke. Funnily enough, guess what she was. Go on. A rich heiress. Oh, I would never have guessed. <laughs> I know. Not a poor prostitute. A I think he's got yeah. a type, do you? <laughs> Maybe. Now, he was arrested in July in St. Louis mm-hmm. for the horse theft. Mm-hmm. And he was jailed for a short while. And um, he met he met this fellow in prison. They con- concocted a scheme. Right. Um, like another insurance scheme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which was to insure Ben Peitzel. Right. And then get the payout when they've found a corpse that looks just like him. Wow. So that's his partner, right? Yeah, so that's they get his partner. No loyalty there, is there? None. <laughs> no, but Ben, he gets out. Ben is in on it. So they go. he goes to Ben's house. Ben has got a wife called Kerry. Right. And also they've got some kids. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, yeah, this is a great idea. We're going to get a massive life insurance policy on Ben. And then we're going to fake his death. And we're going to find a body that looks just like Ben and claim the money and we'll split it between. It's a lot of money. I think it's like 10 grand or something. Jesus, yeah. It was a really massive, it would have been like their proper like payday. And then Kerry was happy with that. She knew she'd have to do without her husband for a while because Mm -hmm. he'd have to lay low because he's meant to be Mm -hmm. dead. (laughs) But she knew that it it would be worth it. The payout would be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she's gone along with it. Um, Now, around about this time, Ben Pitesall... This is another running thing back then. Raging alcoholic. Mm. I think life was really hard and people self-medicated yeah. a lot and probably people didn't know how bad for you it was. And yeah. 
there probably wasn't the rehabilitation schemes yeah. and things there are now. Yeah. There just weren't the support. So there was a lot of alcoholism, weren't there? Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben was a, an alcoholic. H.H. H. Holmes has noticed this and he now views Ben Pikes that as a liability. Liability, yeah. Yeah, he's thinking this fella can get pissed out of his head, go down the pub and spill the beans. Oh, I shit, mean, who knows? Yeah. The walls have ears. These Pinkertons around, the yeah. insurance firms. We've done so many scams. This fella is literally yeah. like skating on thin ice. Yeah. Thin ice. <clears throat> so they go through the scam and he gets the money. Um, Like I say, Kerry's, Kerry's in on it, but she doesn't know that actually they haven't found um <laughs> a body that looks like Ben. Oh, He's no. killed Ben. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he uh, did the asphyxiation thing again. So they got the chloroform on the on the mouth and asphyxiated him. That's what his done to him. Wow. Yeah, I suppose a lot of people have done it. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, if you're in that crime. So yeah, he asphyxiated him by that. And then I think he burned him to make it look like an accident. It's <laughs> mental, isn't it? Um, I think it turned out that he burned him before he'd even died. He was, oh. He was just... That's awful. Unbelievably callous. These aren't strangers. Wow. This is a man who's been his sort of like... Yeah. I mean, crying for for years. Wow. So, yeah, in the meantime, Kerry thinks that Ben's in hiding and H.H. Holmes says to her, um, I'll take take some of the kids off your hands if you want. I'm going to go travelling and and I'll I'll take them to see Ben, where Ben is in Mm -hmm. hiding. So, this is a bit hedgy, hazy rather. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what what he was thinking. But, yeah, so they travel around for a while. There's uh, three kids with him. Um... Do you think he, he took, was thinking to get? A, he could run a better con if he looks like a single dad to these kids or something. No, I don't think that was the reason. No. So um, Alice was the older of the. Mm-hmm. He, he took two girls and the boy. Alice was the older one, and she identified the body. So he's taken her to ID the body, right. so then get the money. Mm-hmm. And then there was Nellie and Howard. So he travelled to Canada with the kids, and during this point, um, Alice wrote to her mum, and it was all 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 right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so this was kind of been but on the twenty fifth of October, he he killed the children. Oh, for so God he confessed God. once he got caught that he put the two girls in a trunk, he drilled a hole in the trunk, and then he piped gas into the trunk, <gasps> and he buried uh, the bodies in the cellar at the rental property that he was renting in Toronto, in Canada. Oh God! And this is verified fact because they did dig it up and they found the bodies oh. after the event. Um, Detective Frank Giver of the Pinkertons was mm-hmm. from Philadelphia and he found the bodies. H.H. H. Holmes, meantime, he fled to Indianopoli- Indianapolis <laughs> with Howard. He kept the boy with him. Um, then he killed Howard as well. He killed him with some drugs and he dismembered the body and the remains of Howard's uh, d- teeth were found in the fireplace. Oh, no. In that place. That's the only thing that was left of him. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, now, you know, I said when he was in prison, he met a convict and they concocted this plan. Mm-hmm. This man's name was Marion Hedgepath. Now, by November 1894, Marion Hedgepath realises that he's been scammed, even though he's come up with this plan. Right. He's pissed <clears throat> off and yeah. he goes to the police and he spills the beans and he tells them everything. And so based on that, they managed to catch him. So they catch him in Boston. The Pinkertons wow. catch him in Boston. Um... Now, there's not really any physical evidence to link him with all the stuff that he's done. Yeah. This is the trouble. When you think about it, mm-hmm. there really isn't that much physical no. evidence. So what they did while they investigated was that he had an outstanding warrant for the horse theft in Texas. He mm-hmm. must have done more horse thieving when he was in Texas. So they were, they were able to keep hold of him while they've gone to the fucking murder castle I... and started to look around. Yeah. You can only imagine what they found in this murder castle. So the thorough investigation begins. Oh, they God. find skeletal remains in the basement. There was the remains of humans and animals, uh, clothing and jewellery. Mm-hmm. They find the remains of a child who was aged six to eight years old, so that would have been Pearl. Mm-hmm. Pearl Connor. Mm. Now, he admitted while he was in prison, he admitted to 27 murders. Mm-hmm. And um, while he was waiting for the trial, the building remained empty for months afterwards. It drew, you can imagine, it drew crowds of curious people. Mm. It would do, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course I mean, it it's would. such an infamous thing to have happened. Oh. So it drew crowds of curious people from all over. And I think the plan was going to be to like open it as an exhibit. Mm-hmm. Probably get some money, I don't know. Um, but it actually, um, on the 19th of August, it just burned to the ground. So really? he wasn't there for much long, much longer at all. He wasn't. He was still waiting for his trial when it burned down. Wow. A petrol can was found, so obviously it was arson. Mm-hmm. So it was never solved. So it, I don't know. The the um, documentary I watched, it was sort of leaning towards probably maybe one of the families of one of the victims just wanted to just rid of it, mm-hmm. just like. I don't want this to become no. a fucking ghoulish ex- exhibit. You know, my daughter died there, my wife oh, died there, or yeah. something like that, you know. I you think, can't blame her, yeah. No, I think so. So, yeah, it definitely was awesome. What the motive was, no one knows because they didn't catch them, but it probably was someone just thinking, I'm not having fucking hordes of tourists coming yeah. here and glorifying that mm. son of a bitch. Son of a gun. Oh, you got to say son of a bitch when they're horse thieves, haven't yeah. you? Have you ever seen Young Guns? No, I haven't been. Billy I've heard so much from yous. Billy kisses it all the time. Blades of Glory? No. Blades of Glory is the second one. Yeah. They say it in that as It's well. the same thing, right? Yeah, they yeah. say it the same, they say it. Okay. It it's set, like, it's the same, but it's like three years later or something. Okay. Brilliant. I think Blades of Glory is better than the first one, but Ooh. I'm not sure. They're both very good. 
So, in the meanwhile, H.H. H. Holmes is awaiting trial in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He was tried for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel. Mm-hmm. He tried to get out of it. He claimed it was suicide. And, that, um, and then he said he hadn't killed, their, killed Benjamin's children either. Um, he dismissed his attorney and defended himself. So, again, this shows you what a... Yeah, Shovel yeah. yeah, Bundy done the same fucking thing, didn't he? Yeah, he did, Twice. didn't he? At least Bundy had been to law school, though. This fella's just yeah. been to medical school, but he still thinks he's cleverer. Yeah, so he's he tries above to defend everyone. himself, yeah. So, um, so he was found guilty, mm-hmm. and at that point, he confessed to 27 murders and six attempted murders. Wow. Um, he, he made this claim in a newspaper report. And he was paid a lot of money mm-hmm. for this newspaper report. So, again, there's speculation. He'll do anything mm-hmm. for money. He'll, yeah. he'll tell a pack of lies if he's going to get yeah. a few quid in it. So, who knows what's true and what isn't. But that's what he said. Um, he was sentenced to death by Judge Arnold mm-hmm. on the 7th of May, 1896. By Felicia. And he was hung in the jail in Philadelphia. And he quipped to the hangman, take your time, old man. Oh, <laughs> So I don't know whether the old man took offence mm-hmm. to this or whatnot, but he had a bit of a gruesome death. Oh, it took no. him 15 minutes for his heart to stop beating. Eek. So apparently um, he dropped. Apparently his neck did break. Oh. But his heart was still beating 15, up to 15 minutes later, so maybe it didn't break and he was spasming. And oh, no. So, yeah, it don't sound like it was a clean death. Well, I'm saying, oh, no, good on him. He deserves it. He does deserve fuck it. Me. Yeah, he does deserve it. All them people that he killed... Um, kids, you mm. know. Yeah. Good. Hope it hurt. On the gallows, he, he just, he can't stop stirring things up. Like you said in his early life, he just loves to stir things up. Yeah. Get a bit of a tension yeah. all the time. So he's on the gallows and he says, I'm innocent of all capital crime. Bullshit. Prick. Yeah. <sighs> this is weird. After his death, key witnesses mm-hmm. just dropped dead very unexpectedly. Right. So the superintendent jailer mm. killed himself. Uh, the detective, the Pinkerton, he got really ill. He didn't die, but he got very, very poorly. Oh. Uh, the insurance company burned down. <laughs> um, now, one of the last clergymen that was that mm-hmm. prayed with him when he was on death row was beaten to death around the back of the church. Wow. Um, of the church, like the church where he was buried, where H.H. H. was buried, this mm-hmm. fellow was beaten to death. One of the jury, the jury foreman, so that you know the foreman of the jury, the yeah. one who delivers a verdict, was electrocuted involving the wires above his house. Wow. Um, the custodian of the murder castle mm-hmm. committed suicide. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, the, you know, the grass, mm-hmm. the one in prison, Marion Hedgepath, yeah. on New Year's Eve 1910, he was killed by a policeman during an attempted robbery. Wow. I mean, that's quite a litter of bodies, isn't it? Like, he's either not dead... Pretend, faked his death as the common would and gone around doing it. Yeah. Oh, it's he's fucking ghost haunting them all. I know, it's mad, isn't it? Wow. Mm. That is a bit weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, this is the thing. I think maybe, maybe because all these things did happen afterwards, there was, mm-hmm. like, the first thing that's popped into your head. Mm-hmm. And there was conjecture for years and years after that he managed to fake his own death oh really yeah so that, that um it, someone else died and he was yeah. um he went off in a cart and yeah. he went and lived in um 
Mexico or something. He's quite clever, isn't he, yeah. at hiding identities of people. So, mm, yeah. yeah, I can see that. I yeah. can see that. He's got a lot of skills. He must have a lot of connections to yeah. criminals. He had a lot of money. So yeah. it wouldn't be too difficult to bribe a prison no. guard and things like that. Anyway, it got to, bringing it right up to date now, the, the year 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his descendants, his family... Mm-hmm. There's a there was a TV show about like DNA and uh, yeah. ancestry and things like that, and they applied to go on it because they were sick and tired of this conjecture, like you okay, said, yeah. of all the theories that he faked his own death mm-hmm. and that that's not him in the grave. Guess what they done in 2017? They fucking exhumed his body. <gasps> they never they exhumed his body. Now it was very difficult to do because he had specified when he died he didn't want grave robbers yeah. and things like that. So Funny he, that, I wonder why. <laughs> well, there you go. You'd live by the sword, you die by yeah. the sword, right? It was covered in seven 3,000 pound barrels of cement. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. a lot of cement. So it was literally so difficult to exhume him, but they managed to exhume him. And what are you saying? Do you think it was him or don't you think it was him? Ooh. Put your money on Put your money on the table, put your cards well, on the table. Well, there is a... Oh, I don't know. So, can I just quickly ask? This is really irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, it's really irrelevant. Was Jack the Ripper in these times? Was it prior, or before, or after he died? His death. Let me get to that. Oh, okay. Because I'm thinking I'm getting that vibe as well. But the mo's off. He goes for wealthy women. Jack went. Old Jackie boy went for um, sex workers, didn't he? Do you remember right. the question I asked you? Yeah. No. Sorry. I'm going because I want to know. Right. I'm saying. It was someone else. No, it was him. Ah, fuck's sake. It was him. They checked his DNA. It definitely was him. He didn't escape the news. Oh, man. He got his comeuppance. So it was his ghost that was yeah, haunting everyone. Yeah, it must have been his ghost. It's got to be. Yeah, he probably put a curse on everyone before he died and then... I can see your brain ticking, them. thinking, <laughs> how can I, say, make science of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, each ah. of them, obviously, like, that... Bank robber was always going to get killed mm-hmm. in a shootout, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Things like that. But there was a lot. Wow. Right, so I thought I'd finish this off in a couple of questions. Yep. Um, first question. Do you mm-hmm. think H.H. Holmes was America's first serial killer? What, what do you think? I know you sort of covered it earlier on, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I do. I do think, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of potential to it. Mm. But I think there was a woman, wasn't there, prior to him? Oh, what was there? I think. Yeah. I think he was, you know how we always say how some people get more yeah, press than uh, mm. others? He got the more press, so that's why he was dubbed that. But I believe there was a woman before him. What, Nanny Doss? Was she Was she before that? I don't know. Yeah. I, know I don't know if it was Nanny Doss. Mm. Okay, cool. And then the other question, which you've mm-hmm. kind of ruined a bit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so was H.H. Holmes Jack the Ripper? Ah, for fuck's sake. Right, I'll keep my mouth shut next time. Yeah, I think he was. When was Jack the Ripper? Jack 1888. Jack the Ripper was 1888 and H.H. H. Holmes turned up in Chicago in about 1891, I think. That's when he started to build the hotel anyway. So he probably was there earlier than that. Yeah. He got there about 1889 or 1888. It could possibly be, I think. The times do line up and maybe... Because he was travelling between 1886 yeah. to 1880. Oh, okay. So, which, was he travelling in Europe? No. He, oh. he, that, no, he said he, he was in New yeah. York. He was here. He was there. <gasps> so, he was travelling about. He could quite... But their MOs are completely different. They are, aren't they? Because he goes for... They're completely different. He's yeah. not a slasher or anything, is he? No. It's all about the gas. 
and he's and all his about fixation, yeah, yeah and like jack had poor victims whereas he wanted wealthy victims yeah true yeah so we're saying no we don't think we don't no, think he i was. don't think no. so okay cool so there we have it oh, that's brilliant well done yeah. Kaz. that was really good ending to it thank you yeah so just to wrap that up he died nine days before his 35th birthday this is what i mean this fella was so fucking busy <laughs> he crammed like 10 lifetimes into yeah, 34 years life expectancy at that time was about 40 years old Kaz. <laughs> not so, for somebody of his of his class it wouldn't have been but uh, yeah so he yeah Jesus um, Christ yeah I mean Jesus Christ he married many many times mm-hmm. many of the marriages overlapped he had all these businesses Bigamist. he had all these scams he went to two universities I think didn't he yeah. he, he did so much in his life it was ridiculous very um, short life very short life yeah so yeah so that was the case of H.H. H. Holmes and his Whoa. murder castle hum Huh? Sorry. Hum. Hum. <laughs> Which is obviously what they base some of the bits and pieces on in uh, American Horror Story Hotel, yes, isn't it? it is. It sure is. It was um, a great season. I enjoyed that season. I really did. Because there are some, as you research this case, there mm-hmm. are some artist impressions of what the hotel looked like, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. And there was things like you'd run up a staircase and get to a wall. You know what I'm getting from this? The Winchester Castle. Yeah. What's that? You know, I've talked about it on Hardcore Listing. Um, it's a mystery castle. A woman, oh, it's a long story, goes gets driven by um, a medium to say to stop her being cursed because everyone around her is dying family-wise. Yeah. She's got to continue constructing on her house oh, yeah. for years and years and years. She does it right up until the day she dies. I remember, yeah. And, yeah, they have staircases leading to nowhere, doors yeah. that open to nothing. This really gives me that vibes. Well, some of the rooms would have like four or five doors. Mm-hmm. Some rooms wouldn't have any doors. Mm-hmm. Oh, they must have had one door, I suppose. Um, there'd be trap, trap doors and, like I say, uh, some of the rooms would have a pipe with gas going into it. Jesus. And um, some of the rooms were soundproofed. A lot of them were wired up so he could hear them. Really? Some of them had spy holes. Wow. So it does sound like a proper house of horrors. It does. Mm. I think they left it open for a while, didn't they? So, And that's what they called it, the house of horrors. So Was people it? could go and visit because people mm. loved a bit of the macram back then, didn't they? Yeah. They loved a bit of horror. Yeah. And you could go and visit it. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking if it was still there, I would give an arm to go and see it. I yeah. would love to. Yeah, just. Well, I think I, think I said. They were, that was what they were intending mm-hmm. to do, was open it up to the public, but it burned down before mm-hmm. anyone could go and visit it. Uh, so I think people would like look at it from the outside and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think, I think it's like, not. it's got two elements to it, this story. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. One element is H.H. H. Holmes mm-hmm. and his life of fucking crime. Yeah. And the other element is the murder castle itself. Yeah. And what a hideous construction that yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. definitely. I think we focused more on the man. Yeah. But... That castle in its own right, yeah. Castle Wheat is not, as I said earlier. No. It's, um, if yeah. I said it was a hideous, ugly eyesore. Yeah. <laughs> and looking at the pictures, I just don't get where Castle come from. Because it's massive, I suppose. Yeah. Or, or Murder Mansion, yeah. if I called it that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously the, the trouble is, because it burned down so quickly... Mm-hmm. There were, there's no photographs of it. There's no actual plans. It was just like an artist's impression. And some people say the newspapers were kind of like elaborating yeah. on how hideous it was inside. Yeah. But, you know, there's no doubt about what happened in that basement. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody basements. Bloody basements. <laughs> Anyone who's got a basement, be suspicious of. That's my 
closing fault. Yeah, make sure you tell someone where you're going if you're going to somewhere with a basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no good can come from a basement. No. We know that now. No. So anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. Um, take care. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And yeah. we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.